Hello Dreamers, and welcome to the fifth instalment of our deep dive. Uh, you might even say this deep dive is too big for the small screen. Actually, it's too big for any screen, um, and that's why it's only available in audio form. I'm Rich, and joining me as always are my two favourite leading men, it's Andrew and Steve. How are you guys? Hello. Pretty good. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> You might wonder why I'm dropping all these crappy film references. Um, so yeah, for this episode, uh, we're discussing <laughs> the 2020 motion picture, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. I do believe this might be the last film I will probably ever see in a cinema, so Same. it's quite a special one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be the last film anyone sees in the cinema. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not going to go see Tenant. I don't care how much uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan wants me to. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the development of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is actually quite a long, drawn-out one. Uh, development started in the 90s and didn't go beyond the planning stage until Sony Pictures acquired the rights in 2013. Um, Jeff Fowler, who would ultimately be the director, brought it was brought in in 2016. And after, Son- after Sony put the project in turnaround, uh, Paramount Pictures acquired it in 2017 and production finally began in 2018. Um, and then the following year, that trailer came out. And mm. I want to talk to you guys about how mm. you felt when you finally watched that first trailer. Oh, wow. Um, I need to point out, audio listeners can't see what we're seeing. So we have we do this via Skype, and Skype have lovely backgrounds that you can set for yourself. And Rich has decided... <laughs> bring attention to that. <laughs> Rich has got the uh, the trailer version of Sonic as his background, and it is, um, it's terrifying me slightly. It is, it's hideous. I mean... Classic, Rich. It, it, it is so, it is so bad. It's unbelievable that anyone thought that was a good idea. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. terrible. I mean, were they going for realism with, with a blue, you know, with a blue hedgehog? <laughs> like, were they trying for that? It's like, why the teeth? Why the small eyes? What, like, after, after having watched the film as well, there is no, like, all they did was change his design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, he, Sonic is such a madcap character in that film. I can't imagine this monstrosity mm. d- delivering any of those lines or mm-hmm. doing any of those things. Super bizarre design choice. I mean, I've always been quite a nerd. I've always liked the idea of how they kind of design these things to kind of fit into the real world. I've never been a staunch supporter of it needs to look 100% faithful. It needs to be like it's lifted off the, you know, the, the page of a comic or off the video game. But that was just... You, you can't make a blue hedgehog look believable. Or, you, know, <laughs> you can't work in a contemporary environment. It's just... It was a horror show, absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. And between that and the rather bizarre choice of a gangster's paradise, I, oh, I know. I don't know what they were going for for this trailer. I, I do not know. No. And it would have been interesting to see what film we would have got had it gone through with that design. If anything tonally would have been different, well, sure. or if it was just the I character. Mean, it, it, it can't have been tonally different right mm-hmm. because they're, they're like it's filmed at that point so i i can't yeah i don't know i would be fascinated to see it as well because not... like i said I, I i it's impossible for me to imagine that character doing the stuff that you see the final sonic doing in yeah the i mean that that, that version just... must exist surely because it wasn't that that wasn't that much of a turnaround till they redesigned sonic mm. so there must be a, not maybe not a full version of the film but there must be like many scenes with that version of sonic the trailer version mm. of sonic that exists somewhere 
I thought they'd have brought it out like as a DVD extra or something, but I don't think they did. I think they want to keep themselves as far away from that as possible. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah, if they weren't cowards, they would release a second disc and it yeah. has the original Sonic version of the film. I noticed as well, at the beginning of the film, you have Echidnas as well. Mm. Um, mm. They are designed like Sonic is designed. And I wonder if at one point they had Echidnas that also looked like oh. horror shows and they had to go yeah. back and change those as well. I don't know. Mm. It's the um, the tails. I know we're kind of skipping ahead now, but it's tails. I would have been interested to see. Mm-hmm. If it would have been like that taxidermy picture of that, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. that, <laughs> yeah, that fox sitting on the stool, just <laughs> that was great, absolutely horrifying. I, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm the same as you, Rich. I don't need it to be, uh, you know, a hundred percent accurate. I'm okay with a bit of artistic license, but God, who? No, it looks so bad. It's just irredeemably <laughs> shit. It is. My my favorite thing is that my other half believes, and he, he vehemently believes this, and I don't know why. I think he's giving the, the film studios far too much credit. Is that they brought out that trailer on purpose, and that Sonic was never ever Ooh. like that, and that he, he, they basically brought this trailer out to basically almost like um give themselves this this boost and go oh hey look we we actually did the real sonic aren't we aren't we great um and so it was like a, it was a marketing ploy all along but i'm i think he's giving them too much credit um and yeah, I, yeah. I i think I, they literally yeah. were going to try and pass that off as sonic <laughs> and, it yeah. is it is it is arguable that it was to the film's benefit in the end but yeah. there's no way a studio would deliberately set fire to themselves like that it's just not going to happen no no I don't know. it did cross my mind i did wonder the same thing mm. um because i just know how these corporations work nowadays but they didn't they didn't basically release a hashtag with that trailer you know mm. like hashtag you know free sonic or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> being topical here now but anyway um, <laughs> it's to their benefit though that they actually did listen to fans and and the general movie going public and went oh shit yeah we we really shouldn't release this version of the film i think yeah. it speaks it speaks to just how shit it is because yeah. <laughs> people people must like internally there must have been critics of that design because i oh. really like ordinarily i'm uncomfortable with the idea that um you know adult man babies can stomp their feet and get a film changed I don't think that would have happened if if if, if there were not internal critics as well who mm-hmm. were able to go see. We told you it was shite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as much as it was a victory, they got redesigned. It still does make me. I get a bit nervous around this whole like empowerment of fan bases I, now yeah, and same. voices. Same. You know, you're important, and you know you are. You are why we do this, and you are you know you are the creators. You you are important, and what you think is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen to your customers, but please don't embolden the uh, toxic fan base community because it's just no, like agreed. they don't know how to yeah. wield that power. But uh, but uh, like on this on this occasion, I'm okay with it because yeah, it it, yeah, it was yeah it was objectively bad. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did, didn't they bring in the guy who did Sonic Mania to redesign Sonic after that? Right. Indeed, his name escapes me, <laughs> but we thank him with our yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, great um, service. So yeah, the film was delayed for the redesign and would eventually come out in Valentine's Day of 2020. And critics praised the performances of particularly Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey. And they also praised the design and the faithfulness to the source material. The film actually went on to set a few records, including the biggest opening weekend for a video game film in the US and Canada. Very specific, I know. 
and went on to gross $306 million worldwide before there was a pandemic. And we will never know how much money it would have made. Mm. But it did go on to be the second highest grossing film of the year behind Bad Boys for Life. Ooh, yeah, okay. so whatever. I've not watched it. Should have been Sonic. That should be number one. But again, we'll never know how much money it made. It never got released in China, I don't believe, because again of the pandemic. And that probably would have been quite a lucrative well, market. Yeah. But. I'd be interested to know actually because obviously you know gross like 306 million in the box office I think the budget mm. was something like um, between 80 and 90 million so you know it tripled mm. in the box office because so, yeah. of the pandemic so many people must have bought that digitally when it came out because there's a good chunk yeah. of people who would never have got to go see it in the cinema so I'm wondering how much like it, it earned afterwards and if that kind of because yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to know that to see if people still wanted to watch it mm-hmm. outside of the cinema so mm. Because it was one of the first things that got kind of released earlier, got bumped up because of everything that was happening on, I believe. Because mm. it was like how long after the release? But maybe like a couple of months, and they actually it couple, yeah, brought it to that, digital. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and I was happy. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it yeah. Again. But yeah. Um, but anyway, um, probably should get to the film itself. Um, hmm. I saw this in the, cin- in the cinema on my own after work on the day of release because I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> wore my Sonic shirt to the cinema like a complete loser. Um, how did you guys experience the film? Did you go on opening day or did you wait? Um, I think we waited because generally, so me and my partner went to see it. My partner, Alex, um, used to be, not so much now, but used to be a huge Sonic fan. He had a massive collection of merchandise and all sorts of stuff. Um, and he got to a point, I think he sold most of it because he'd, in inverted commas, grown up. Um, but he still has a little bit of a, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a laugh there. But he he, he, um, he still has a soft spot for it. So, and he didn't want to see the movie done badly. So um, we went to see it maybe a week or two after it came out, maybe a week. Um, just because we know how busy the cinema generally is in the first week of release. So we waited. Uh, but yeah, we got to experience it in the cinema. Um, and I was pleased that we did, for sure. So yeah, I, I I had a hard time trying to see this at the cinema, um, as I often do. I like I like the cinema, but you know it's mm. tricky tricky to make time sometimes. Um, I had an opportunity to see this when I was in London for work, uh, and I did not. I instead came and spent some time with you, Rich, oh, in yes. a pub. I do. Remember. That's why you yeah. pointed at me again for our <laughs> yeah. listeners. You won't see that, but I was confused. <laughs> now it makes sense. There you go. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much my last opportunity to do it, and I, I didn't. Um, and unfortunately, you know, pandemic and all that. So I saw this did digitally after the fact. Uh, and watching it, I'm I'm a bit disappointed. I didn't see it in the cinema actually, because I, mm. I, I bet it was uh, I bet it was fun to see on the big screen. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was very special for me. I mean, I've kind of wanted this, kind of low key wanted this in my entire life, um, or at least since the year 1991 when I first played Sonic on the Mega Drive. I mean, when you're of that age and you're playing those kind of games and you're seeing this cartoony world, you're kind of imagining what that world is like and if it was brought to life you know, in a cartoon or in a film. So getting to be someone in the mid-30s, slowly balding, seeing <laughs> it come to life finally in the year 2020, it was like, it was still really, really special. Um, and as many people that might listen to the Crossplayers podcast know me well, um... I'm a bit of an emotional person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there probably were a few times I cried in this film. Um, <laughs> actually, the very opening frame when the uh, the Paramount logo appeared, I actually started to sob. 
<laughs> usually, you mean in my defence, usually I only, I only ever cry at the Paramount logo if it precedes a Michael Bay Transformers film. So this was actually <laughs> quite special for me because when when the rings come into shot and you have the little Green mm-hmm. Hill Zone, yeah, yeah, musical yeah. cue, I was like, ah, you bastards, you bastards, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it had the same impact on you guys. I, uh, well, I hope it did. <laughs> how was it in the cinema when the Sega logo comes up and a choir does oh, the Sega mm, yeah. little chime? I was leading to that and that got me even worse. <laughs> 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 got me way worse. I mean, seeing like Jet Set Radio and like Shenmue on the big screen, like in mm. tiny little postage stamp windows was just like, that was surreal. And then I wasn't ready for the actual choir. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, it's good. that transported it's good. me back to some happy, happy place. So yeah. so I mean I, I yeah I it massaged my nostalgia muscle nicely as well. I will say that I I would have liked to like a little bit more of that stuff though, like mm-hmm. the opening part when you're in uh, did it. Does it have a name for where Sonic was in the beginning? Yeah. I don't remember. It was basically Did... Green Hill Zone, right? Yeah, but apparently Green Hill only exists in uh, Montana. So yes, yes, <laughs> we don't know apparently. where this place was. It's loop the loop island. But um, know. all that stuff looked gorgeous, and it was, mm-hmm. and it had the checkerboard rocks and everything, and it looked fantastic. And then you yeah. had the echidnas as well, and it was just like, wow, this is this is awesome. But you yeah. spend so little time there. And I understand why you spend so little time there. And I'm not saying the film would have been better had we spent more time there. But I just felt myself wishing that we got a little bit more of that. Towards the end of the film as well, there is a piano version of the Green Hill Zone mm. music uh, uh, as they're decorating their home. Yeah, it's John Baptiste did that. It's on Spotify oh, really? as well. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, I actually I, listened to that. Yeah, I... I tracked that down as soon as i saw the film and i ran the spotify it's so lovely just listening it's great like, it's really really nice yeah, yeah. I, I i really liked that um and so i guess they sprinkled enough stuff in there but i'm just like oh, i just want more I just want more mm-hmm, give me more mm-hmm. yeah and yeah that opening i mean the whole baby sonic thing i'm a bit cynical about it i don't know if this was decided before or after mandalorian but like i always see these like baby versions of characters now and i think it's just a cash grab yeah we're gonna make this cute baby version of a character because people <laughs> are gonna want the merchandise mm-hmm. but it was cute his little in, you know his little intro when he's running through the green hill zone narrating and it's yeah i thought it was adorable i wouldn't have i wouldn't have wanted that much baby sonic for you know more than maybe five minutes of the film um but it did set the scene quite nicely, and the character of was it Longclaw the Owl? Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming when I was in the cinema. It was, um, yeah, it was wasn't a, it was nice to have other characters of you know other like animal characters in it, but it wasn't very Sonic. But I did like it. it gave the film like a feeling of lore, and it did. Yes, yeah. it did. Absolutely. And yeah, because I mean, I don't know. These films are always can be quite disposable and a bit trashy but like that kind of character yeah it just gave i don't know what it was but it did actually feel like it was a bit of a nod to some of the sonic lore in the past because i do believe there is like an owl character i think it was in the british comics possibly uh, i might right, be wrong okay. but there was one called um sophocles the owl that oh. did actually find sonic and raised him after she found him dazed and lost in the green hill zone so I, Jeff Fowler might be some uber Sonic nerd, or I've got this completely Maybe. wrong, but I did like that, and it was actually quite 
emotional as well just seeing her obviously you know get killed by the echidnas and yeah yeah and she she has like a heroic standoff before the mm. ring closes yeah yeah and then we end up on earth in montana and yeah i don't i do like films being set in the real world instead of just being this otherworldly animated feature film but i don't know how i felt it was a bit just we've seen many films like this playing out in like a small nameless town in america but i don't know i thought i thought it was fine the characters that inhabited the world were fine i like james marsden so what about you guys um yeah i mean i thought i thought that it was i don't know it was it was just enough um comedy there because they they had the you obviously you've got tom uh wachowski who's the main character james marsden's character who talks to donuts um and uh and his kind of his want to be like a, a big town cop rather than a small town cop and then his is it his deputy i can't remember the deputy's name but the one who's yeah. really scared of everything and doesn't understand how things work and he was quite funny yeah. and um and they just and you know the the guy who knows that sonic is real and everybody thinks he's crazy so oh, they yeah. kind of yeah. that was great i mean they, they they kind of built this little town with very little to go on but you could kind of you kind of got a sense of sonic kind of almost gave you a tour around the town in the, in the beginning right mm-hmm. so you got you kind of got to see where he went and what he does and therefore get to see what the town's like and you can kind of see why he likes the town and also these characters that then kind of run with the film there you know tom and his wife is maddie i think um yeah you get to know them and like them pretty quickly um it's not deep you know it's not like it's and it's not meant to be it's it's you know it's a comedy action video game film you know but it's you you kind of get the characters motivations pretty quick and um you, they're likable they're likable characters and i think that's all you need to be honest from from that i think then that's all i needed i mean that's that's you know that's that's the function of that town is to be yeah. is to be likable and to be nice and to be what 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 watchable i mean like like when 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 you make a sonic film what 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 the hell do you do exactly like there's there's a lot of source material to draw from and like where what the hell direction do you go in with this and i feel like setting it in the real world like this was the choice that they made because they needed to find a balance between entertaining sonic fans entertaining mm-hmm. children and not boring the tits off the adults so they created green hills in montana and then they just wrote a really tight script that's witty and fun and mm-hmm. nice and it performed its function really well i think mm-hmm. like it's the uh, the best line uh, in this film in my opinion is when the deputy says uh, we need you over in this direction because there's been a gang shootout just kidding a <laughs> duck stole a bagel yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, that kind of had a real like hot fuzz vibe to me that yeah yeah <laughs> like Nothing it's, it's all happens <laughs> to- totally and it's all really well done and i want i want to live in that town because it's nice mm. it's, yes. it's nice and safe and comfy and wholesome and that's kind of the film like, the film mm-hmm. feels like that throughout um yeah so so i guess that's that uh, james marston's good he's not particularly remarkable he just does a good job of playing I've always, his character i've always liked him because i mean people always like to give the the character of um, cyclops shit in x-men because he is very lame but i always thought james marston did a good job as him mm-hmm. and he was the best character in superman returns as well like he was <laughs> the most pure good guy in that film i loved him and i've always been a fan of him since that film so i was very happy to find out he was the lead in this um 
but yeah I mean if I was Sonic I'd probably want to be friends with him too uh, same <laughs> same yeah. yeah and that actually leads me to one of the things in the film that I actually thought they did a good job at good job at should I say and um, that is actually kind of giving Sonic the character actually some kind of depth and the whole thing with him being quite lonely and I thought that was actually quite sweet is Sonic's been known to be that really annoying cocky character kind of just doesn't shut up and seeing him just being quite sad and playing baseball by himself and just actually having almost a bit of a meltdown was just yeah really really cool and I wasn't yeah I wasn't prepared for that I was sitting in the cinema and I was like actually like holy shit I've not seen Sonic portrayed this way before um again he's not the deepest character in the world but it just kind of went against the usual characterization you get of him so I did like that Agreed. Agreed. I, one thing I will say is that baseball bit. I mean, it's it's a great scene, fantastic scene. But I, I, so I watched it for the second time the other night, um, obviously in preparation for this. And what got me is so he plays all these different, you know, versions of himself playing baseball against himself. But I was I was thinking to myself. I mean, obviously it's it's played for comedy, but I, that wouldn't work. Like I was I was thinking of the actual physical. You know, he's really fast and stuff, but he's taking like time out to kind of sit and twiddle his thumbs while he, while the other version of himself is still running around the baseball thing. And I'm like, how how does that work? Like he's I can't. So, he's so fast, Andrew. He's so fast. But, but even even with the <laughs> just, so fast. physics, damn it, <laughs> physics. No, I don't. In the, in I the don't. Blue Hedgehog totally. film. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, yeah, and and that's like there is a lot that you could criticize in this film, but I don't, I don't think it deserves any, any no. of it necessarily. No, no, like, it's it's stuff like you're complete, you're completely right. It makes no sense, but it is far from the only thing that doesn't really make sense <laughs> in this film. Yeah. And I wanted to ask as well: is this madcap Sonic the Hedgehog? Is he? Have we had this Sonic the Hedgehog before? Madcap, it just means he's quite because it's a bit like when he's in the. Uh the motel with tom and he's just running around he's like he's like genie from aladdin madcap like zip (laughs) zipping around wearing silly hats and making cultural references this felt like a very different well it felt like a unique take on what his character is but as you said he's not exactly the most deep character anyway so it seems like this was just the choice that they made for this film i think it worked really well but i'm just not sure if we'd seen this kind of sonic before yeah, the, the references is where I kind of obviously I don't like um, when he's dropping he's dropping references about the rock and uh, yeah even when he makes the reference about um, Obi Wan Kenobi when talking about Longclaw it's like when That's did right. you fucking see Star Wars it's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like did you go to the cinema I don't know do they have cinemas on Mobius I don't know. Yeah, um, he, uh, he also flosses twice, which is the only that's the the only two parts that I would remove from this film is the flossing. It was bad enough when it happened once, and then he did it again at the end. It's like, oh, come on. Flossing. I was thinking trailer, it could have been worse. Like, you know, they released no, you... the second trailer. He did a different dance, and they replaced it with flossing yeah. in the movie. So, I remember rightly, that dance in the trailer was actually quite cute. Yeah. Um, but he just yeah, repla- replaced it with a Fortnite emote instead, because why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, yeah, it was good. Um, so, yeah, and he's in, in the process of Sonic having a little bit of a meltdown. He does cause a electromagnetic pulse that knocks out all the power across the pacific northwest and that brings in our antagonist dr robotnik played by jim Mm. carrey who i thought did a bloody good job yeah agreed i I think that it's almost like i don't think i could see anybody else playing that character i think he was i think he's absolutely perfect for it and 
I, I, when they first announced that he was he was in the film, I was like, yeah, I can see that. You know, Jim Carrey is kind of the master of you know comedy, comedy faces. Um, you know, just be, he's madcap as well. We're talking about Sonic being madcap, but Jim Carrey's a, a madcap actor who will do anything to make people laugh, whether it's you know a stupid face or a ridiculous movement or a weird voice um I, yeah and I, I, as soon as i saw him playing that character i was like yeah he is the right fit and there is literally nobody else i, I could think of that could play dr robotnik mm. as well as he did yeah i mean much much like sonic himself he he's not a character that has had any depth in the past so you mm. can basically do anything mm. with dr robotnik um and i'm really glad that they went in this direction because jim carrey is fantastic in this mm. film i think he's the best character in the film I hope he comes back for Sonic 2. Mm. It is, I mean, he appears at the end of the film. It's pretty much, we're pretty much can be certain that he's going to come back. But he's so good. He This is classic 90s Jim Carrey. Mm. And he's perfect in this film. Yeah, I was nervous when I like, when I saw him in the trailer. Um, because it, it made me worried it was going to be, here's an actor who had their heyday in the 90s. They're trying to recapture their old form. And especially with comedy, I was mm-hmm. like, is he just going to... Is it going to come off too forced? Is he going to be trying too hard to be wacky? Because this is a guy who obviously went on to try and do more serious roles. And yep. uh, But no, I thought he did a really good job. It, you know, you'll never touch the likes of Ace Ventura in The Mask and uh, Dumb and Dumber. But yeah, I I couldn't have thought of anyone that would have done a better job of, um, of Robotnik. So really did enjoy him. And... Yeah, so that obviously then leads to um, where am I going with this film now? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've got notes right. in front of me, and I'm just—I think it's the beer. Um, so it obviously leads to Robotnik being employed to track down Sonic, who obviously has caused the um, the blackout, and he then basically pursues Tom, who obviously becomes friends with Sonic, and then chases him across the country, and uh, yeah, that leads to lots of fun adventures where Tom and Sonic get branded terrorists, and uh, yeah, so... <laughs> we, 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 the, the, the Tom is a domestic terrorist storyline is picked up and then very swiftly dropped and mm-hmm. never referred to again, pretty much. Yeah. He just gets away with that completely and utterly, and he's also totally unfazed by it. They let him. They let him into that. Um, I can't remember the name of the building in San Francisco, but he just walks yeah, in one, to yeah. the lobby and is like, oh, "I need to go up there. I'm a policeman." And they go, "Okay." Even though he's apparently like, you know, fugitive number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah his face on is on every TV screen across the face country, <laughs> and yeah, that, like I said, the, the there's a lot to criticize about this film. I I, I don't think <laughs> no. it deserves it because it's just it was fun. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> I think that that felt like it was it was a setup for um, his wife's sister because his wife's sister yes. doesn't like him at all and so when he came to their house to try and revive sonic after uh dr robotnik had you know i think it was the, it was the chase scene on the on the highway and they were going down the road mm-hmm. and the, the the multi-level robot car that kind of you got they destroyed one bit and then another smaller car came out from under it until it was just like a thing on one wheel that was brilliant but he obviously sonic um got knocked out and they took him to the sisters but i thought the sister was great um i was gonna say comic relief um but it's a comedy film Mm. so it can't really be comic relief in a comedy film but she was great in it and um i think that whole thing of him being a domestic terrorist was just to play into that she hates him kind of thing yeah yeah. to to give it more uh, gravitas i suppose 
that bit of the uh the sister's house was probably the second point i cried during the film when uh <laughs> basically the um the little niece gives uh sonic oh, yeah. his uh, uh sneakers no. i was like ah you bastard but he's just <laughs> so happy in it and this is the first kind of time because obviously the whole relationship between him him and tom is a bit like still you know it's developing whereas that was the first person that really kind of was like kind to him and did something nice for him and it was like it's an animated cgi blue hedgehog character on the screen but it, it felt really quite genuine and it was like yeah. he's so happy was like, that was nice. so yeah it got it got me got and me the hard. dog i loved the bit with the dog that was so cute yeah i love that yeah it was lovely <laughs> it was very nice so yeah obviously robotnik tracks sonic down and gets one of his quills i think he finds out tom's house um and then uses it to try and um, power his uh, robots. I don't mm. think they actually call them badniks in the film. So uh, there is, I noticed uh, when he's in his um, truck and he's flipping the fuses back on, there's a set of fuses with a written uh, label on there that says badniks. Uh, so there is a slight little is. nod to that. There is. That whole dance sequencing, or the, the music sequence for Robotnik during that scene is weird. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it felt like I, a showcase for Jim Carrey, but... I really liked it. Yeah, that is yeah, weird. yeah. Like, so much of this film is has nothing to do with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's just completely made up, but it's all really, like, good. It's all really well done, and, mm. like, Robotnik's never danced before, but fuck it, it's good, and it's, it's fun to mm. watch, and Jim Carrey's good, so why not? I remember I saw that bit. I saw it in the trailer. I cringed a bit. I was like, oh shit! It's going to be one of these, going to be one of these family films. But mm. it it worked in the film. It flowed nicely into it. He's you got more of an idea of who Robotnik was, and he was just this kind of eccentric, but actually quite a sad, damaged person that he's having moments like that to himself that he wouldn't want anyone to see. But I was like, you know, it's as deep as you're going to get for you know, yeah. He, he a megalomaniac is, uh, he, he is yeah. tenacious and intelligent and endlessly exasperated by everyone around him because they're all dumb and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's really well done and after the dancing scene comes the second best line in the film which is about the lattes which I won't try and pull mm-hmm. off now because Jim Carrey is just brilliant <laughs> in his delivery but uh, yeah what, what is it? Latte with uh, steamed Austrian, Austri- steams. Austrian goat milk yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I love the way you make great them. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked. That worked. It was. It was good. It was a good trailer line. It got a laugh out of me, and it's hard to get a laugh from a trailer when you've got no real like context. And mm. it, it was good. It was very, very good. Yeah. So obviously, when Sonic and Tom are on the road trying to escape Robotnik, that's when you kind of learn that Tom has plans to fuck off back, fuck off to San Francisco, and go be a big city cop and. Sonic obviously takes quite quite a quite a bit of umbrage with this, and that was the one thing I think in the film. As much as they did some really good work with Sonic, it felt a bit kind of like forced that he was so heartbroken already that like Tom was going off and leaving him behind. And I guess it speaks to Sonic being quite lonely, but it just kind of mm-hmm. came out of nowhere how angry he was at him. I was like, oh, I don't know if it works for me. Yeah, he says something like when he when he jumps out of the car to fight the robot, he's like, "If I don't come back, then just di- then just ditch me." And then he goes, yeah. "You're really good at that," as though like, he's like ditched like... him many times in the past. And it's like that's kind of harsh, man. It's like you've been stalking him all this time, watching yeah. Their, yeah. watch watching him through their living room window. It's not his fault. But <laughs> I don't know. It, I get it. You want to obviously create this friction, whatever, blah blah blah. But 
it was it was fine, but it just kind of yeah, it felt a bit bit forced. But again, I'm overanalyzing a characterization in a Blue Hedgehog movie, <laughs> so that's my problem, not the films. Um, <laughs> and so then they obviously get to San Francisco, and that's when Maddie kind of comes back into the film. Uh, she seemed to be quite sidelined most of it, so it was nice to see her again. Um, and. They go looking for Sonic's rings, I believe, because yeah, like, right. he drops his bag early on, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Because what was it? it? Was in the in the shed originally when he's being discovered, and I think he tries to escape. It's, he he wants to leave uh, the planet, um, but he drops a ring, and he he's, oh, he sees he's, the he's t-shirt, saw, doesn't he? Yeah, he sees the San Francisco so, t-shirt and yes. drops the ring onto the it's the Trans America building, I think it was. Uh, yes, that's right. Onto, yeah. but um. Yeah, and uh, it, it's at that point that because uh, they 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 get in there pretty quickly, but there's that scene as they're going up to the top of the building where Sonic is in a bag, and um and <laughs> there's the two people waiting for the lift. Oh yeah, and they're like, "Do you have ah, your yeah. child in the back?" <laughs> he likes it in there. It's fine. It's, it's not yeah. my child anyway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we kind of back away slowly. Um, another yeah, unbelievable was... moment where they think they'd call like child protective services on mm-hmm. him, but you know, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually quite dark for a kids' film. I liked it. I remember it was in the first trailer. I was like, "Fair enough, that's my sense of humour." Um, <laughs> I dig that, you know. <laughs> so that was good. That was very, very good. So, also after that point, we get to what is not actually the final showdown, but the penultimate showdown, and that's where um, Robotnik chases Sonic through um, the, the streets of San Francisco, and then they use the rings to uh, take the chase actually across the world. Um, which was actually really quite cool. Um, and yeah, I just, well, they went to France. I think they went to Egypt, I believe. Yeah, yes, that's right. Pyramids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it gave the film, which obviously was quite small to, at that point, it gave it a bit more of scope. Yeah. It felt bigger. Uh, and uh, it's only Jim Carrey blew up the Sphinx, which is pretty fucked did. up. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> And then eventually this, the chase ends back at Green Hills and that's where we have our final showdown. And I really, really loved this whole sequence. Mm. It was really cool. Again, it felt quite small. It wasn't like the showdown of a Michael Bay film. It was very contained. Had the, you know, the cast of characters watching the fight. But yeah, I just really, really liked it. It was cool. And the scene towards the end when Sonic powers up, I lost my shit in the cinema. <laughs> it was like, even though it was very much a kid's film, it had this real kind of maturity to the way that scene was shot. And yeah, it just it did, felt yeah, generally yeah. badass. And yeah, he he, cool. he, he, he he finds his strength through the power of friendship, pretty oh. much, mm. at the end. <laughs> also, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like um, when he does the, like, the killing blow on Robotnik's drone ship thing mm-hmm. and the time is very slow and you see jim carrey like looking shocked mm-hmm. with yep. the glass all around him i feel like that was a nod to the actual like robotnik sprite in the sonic games where he's blowing up there's yeah. like a freeze frame of robotnik with his mustache all you know pointy and he's all shocked looking i feel like that might have been like a tiny little nod to that yeah which yeah. i yeah. which yeah. i enjoyed there's um, a lot of cool stuff in be... that bit, though, wasn't there? Like with the uh, when they actually gave him the Eggman name because his little drones mm. looked like egg, looked like eggs. Oh yeah, I thought that was quite yeah. cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd forgotten about that actually. Um, but it, it should be note- noted as well, like the way they in, the way they put, brought rings into this film as well. Like, how the hell do you put rings into this film? Because they're just yeah. a thing that Sonic collects. But it's, it's kind of clever that they found a way to do that because rings have been like portals before in some of the games. Mm-hmm. 
so and apparently you just think of where you want to go and throw it and you can just go there um but yeah it's through one of those rings that he ends up shoving uh robotnik which also kind of fucked up <laughs> one of those mm. kind of fate worse than death endings what's, for a bad for a bad guy being being shoved to the mushroom planet where there's nothing what? else What's that a shot of Mario? It feels like I mean I know we're yeah, not in the '90s yeah. anymore, but it felt like it was a shot across the bow. Mm, so. yeah, he I does say, it. "I hate mushrooms" at one point, yeah. so maybe, yeah. I do believe there was a mushroom world in the Sonic games. I think there it was, was mushroom there world, was. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it felt very on the nose, but I liked it. Um, and I wonder if they'll take a shot of Sonic in the uh, Mario movie that's coming out next year, I believe. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. Not live action, unfortunately, but that's all right. Well, I think they've already done the live action Mario, and uh, and uh, I mean, I I like it, but most people don't. So yeah, I don't think they're going to try that. I tell you what, we need to do. We need to. I haven't seen that film in a very long time. We need to rewatch it and then do this. Yes, we should. I, I that film's. There's so much to be said about that film. It's genuinely a fascinating production. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of discussion. Um, yeah. I want to try anyway. and see if I can notice how drunk Bob Hoskins is in some scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're not we're not we're not discussing that film here. So um, yeah, pretty fucked up that Sonic would shove Robotnik into the Mushroom World. I I thought. I mean, he's fine. It turns turns out that he's fine. But uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I suppose I suppose he had it coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. And it was fitting that it that he went there, and because Sonic had been so worried about leaving Earth and going to this place where he, he really didn't want to go. So it's kind of fitting in the end that Robotnik got, got sent there instead. So I quite like that. Indeed, indeed. So anyway, after Robotnik gets banished to the Mushroom World, um, Tom and Maddie decide to stay at Green Hills and carry on their little existence and everyone lives happily ever after. And uh, the bit when they actually convert the attic into Sonic's uh, little... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did cry again, Rich? It got me again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my of thing course. is that that scene. I mean, I was doing the same thing in the actual early on in the film when he had when he, she saw his original little home. I was looking around trying to see Easter eggs. Yeah, like is there going to be this? Is going to be that? But I didn't see anything at the time. I won't lie. Um, but yeah, it, it got me just on a general. Oh, that's a really lovely moment level. It and, is. Um, yeah. It was nice. It was I mean, very, you could nice. you you could ask how did they know where that cave was and when did they get all that stuff back from that cave? How did they Steady. even know that stuff was there? But whatever, who cares? Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's a sweet. It's a sweet moment. Yeah, yeah. it was nice. enough. Go, Andrew. No, I was gonna say it was nice. The only thing I was gonna add is the the little bit before that where Uncle Sam in inverted commas comes round to oh, yeah. basically say, oh, no. you know, thanks for not saying anything. Nothing happened. Be quiet about it. Here's a fifty dollar Olive Garden certificate, and <laughs> it's like, placement, ooh, product, product placement. <laughs> but it they was, did on it. Yeah, and well. early, early, early on in the film as well, they they just it is basically an advert for yeah. Olive Garden, but it's like it's it's witty enough that it's okay it's okay yeah it's fine it's not like they're going olive garden the great the greatest that they actually go oh olive garden okay (laughs) but it's a bit when james marsden actually says the catchphrase as well he says like was it olive garden where it's because when you're there you're family yeah and Mm. then there's the bit when they're looking for apartments as well in san francisco and there's a like there's that sustained like five second shot of maddie's laptop with that um it's almost like a, kind of a Zoopla kind of website. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice I forget that. what it's called again now. Yeah, it's the most egregious product placement. It's <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful, but I get it. 
with it's it's either that or it's Chinese investment. It's this Hollywood in twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. yeah, but I'll let them off. So, and then after that, we get our not actually mid credit sequence, but we get our pre credit sequence mm-hmm. with a uh, Robotnik on the Mushroom World. And again, I lost my shit at that bit when we get our fully formed Robotnik with the bald head know, and the great. giant paintbrush moustache. I was so happy and I'm really hoping Jim Carrey comes back for that reason alone because he will be magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I, I had to totally. wonder as well if they... I mean, they must have done it. It must be part of the writing, but he's got... He, he basically does a um, a Tom uh, a Tom Hanks in Castaway and makes himself a little... That's buddy right, yeah. in um, in stone yeah. agent stone and obviously yeah. his his um assistant in on earth is is agent stone and i'm, I'm like they must have they must have named him that from the beginning because they knew at the end they were going to have him have this stone yeah. that, was, that must be it but I, I thought that was quite quite funny and how he was kind of throwing it ahead of him almost like, like stone reco- yeah rock onnocence that's it <laughs> <laughs> i like that his well, character actually flipped as well because he's obviously quite he's obviously mad but he was very quite intimidating and intense early on but he became he was that real just he grandiose was even more intense. maniac yeah, yeah. yeah i also i also think it shows that he i mean for as dismissive as he is of other people particularly stone at times like he clearly needs that guy like i thought that was a bit of an insight maybe robotnik's gonna learn something about himself uh while he was stranded there because like he created a rock version of someone because he, he, mm. he clearly felt like he need, he needed someone else but i yeah i really i really hope he comes back um but i i, I like he looks fantastic but I, I i hope that he's not too out there because i really did enjoy his character in this film mm. so yeah. i hope they still manage to retain some of that sort of yeah wittiness that he had yeah, yeah, I mean, they were creative, keeping him quite grounded and his whole aesthetic. Yeah. And I like the yeah. way they brought him in. Like, you know, the actual US government mm. contracted him. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> very different, but I liked it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Do I want fully formed Eggman? Yeah, but yeah, I'm with you at the same time, especially yeah. if he's, especially if the film takes place on Earth again, then he's going to kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it would be a bit weird, but. Yeah, um, and then mid-credit sequence. Um, I know this I, I, was a big I surprise just... for you, Andrew. But it's like... <laughs> because you have this spoiled, so I understand. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> can we can we just uh, do a little shout out to that credit sequence, which is great? Mm. Oh yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's great. Just the, the way they do the, basically the entire story of the movie, mm-hmm. but in classic two D Sonic style, is is brilliant. So so good. yeah. Yeah, that was great. Because um, I think they used that for the actual music video for that song as well, but I can't remember if they used all those sequences because they would have just given the whole film away. Wow, well, yeah. Um, but I did love it. Yeah, really, really fantastic. I didn't actually mind the song, actually. It was kind of cool. It was not the kind of stuff I listened to, but it's probably because it was on the soundtrack for Sonic Hedgehog. I would, <laughs> I would like any song. Enya, whatever. It's fine. Um and then we get to the mid mid credit sequence, which unfortunately I did have spoilt for me as well. Um, um, and yeah, it still got me very excited, but it would have been so much more special hadn't I not have known beforehand. Mm-hmm. And that was the introduction of a certain uh, two-tailed fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Was that the was that the original voice actor that did the voice? For it as was well? indeed. I forget her name. Um, yeah. But yeah, they um, brought her in, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Very cool. But yeah, I just wasn't. 
I wasn't expecting that until I had it spoiled for me. I really did not think they were going to do Tales. No, it was it was really it was really good. I mean, and it sets up a sequel perfectly. But like like reading through Wikipedia about this before before the um the thing it apparently in early versions of the script tales featured heavily in the film and then in fact right. one script had tales as the main character of the film before they the then Bumblebee scaled then. it way back <laughs> yeah they scaled it way back obviously and just had the cameo in the end but it, i mean I, I think that was the right decision because i think mm. if you brought tales in at this point it's too much like sonic on his own is quite a big character and then to pair it with robotnik as well yeah you've got two huge mm. characters if you brought tales into the mix it would have been it would have been too much um, and yeah, as it was, it's... you've got the good versus evil kind of going on quite nicely, I think, with those two characters. Yeah, too much too much Sonic lore upsets that balance between entertaining yeah. and boring the tits off the adults. So yeah. I think it was yeah. definitely the right decision. Um, I think it's it, it was an interesting choice to bring back the original voice actor as well, because if they do make a sequel, they are committing to having her as the voice actor. Whereas you would have thought that the studio would prefer to have like a a, a more well-known person. Mm. But uh, yeah. but I'm glad I'm glad they brought back the original voice actor. It felt very authentic. He looked exactly the way he should look. Oh, mm-hmm. so cute. it was it was so really well done. Really, really well done. Yeah. He looked more like Tails than Sonic looks like Sonic. Uh, he, he was perfect. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. No. So I'm wondering if we get Tails for the second film, which obviously we know is happening. Do we get Knuckles in a third film? <laughs> Are they going to Maybe. follow the pattern of the games? And <laughs> it'd be great if they did. I think that would be, yeah, I think and, be a really nice nod if they did that, and a good way yeah. to introduce those characters, and then not overdo it like they do in Sonic games, where eventually they just have like twenty different characters that you just don't know anymore. Like there's too many. Got, got the twelve-rated Shadow the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do we? How much do we know about this? I don't know anything about the sequel. How much? How much? How much do we know? Is that happening? Like what's? Oh yes, yeah. Greenlit confirmed. Um, yeah. I think I think Jeff Fowler's directing it again. I think he's coming back. That'd be good. Um, I imagine from his Twitter activity, Ben Schwartz is definitely going to voice Sonic. He seems to absolutely mm-hmm. love yes that yeah. role. He Big seems shout out happy. to him as well. He did. He did. So, like he was great at Sonic. Like I. I mm. You know, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest Sonic fan. Like I know you you guys both have quite a history with Sonic, and my other half has a history with Sonic. But for me, even even though I've only played a few of the games, and you know, I'm I'm not hugely invested. I thought he did an excellent he Sonic, did, yeah. and I was really I was really impressed. Yeah, no, and his passion for it as well. I mean, on Twitter, he's like retweeting people's drawings and artwork <laughs> of the character, and it's like he seems really like quite cool with the fan base, which isn't exactly the most stable fan base <laughs> so fair play to him he's a braver man than me um but yeah no, I, I just yeah I, I really really liked this film and it was something it was going to go one of two ways it was just gonna piss on my childhood or just make me very happy and i was very i was in a very very good place very good mood when i came out of the cinema um which i couldn't really have asked for more with this film mm. so I'll be there for the second one when I'm pr- approaching forty. I can't wait. It's gonna. Be... Oh, don't say that. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will be too. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by this film. I did. I had no idea what to expect because, as I said earlier, there is so much source material you could draw from. Like, what the fuck do you do? I bet it was kind of an intimidating prospect trying to come up with a Sonic film. Like, if you care enough about the Sonic IP, which it seems like they did, mm-hmm. but if you care enough about it, like, it must have been such an intimidating prospect to come up with a concept that works 
and I think they nailed it. Uh, like it, it feels like I'm not saying this is an incredible film or anything. Like mm. it feels very, it feels like a studio film. It feels uh, focus tested. It feels like it. They were test audiences and all that stuff. But it's a really well executed one of those. Mm-hmm. Really, really well done one of those and it it's a feel-good film it, it it reminded me of the films that i would go see in the cinema as a kid in the 90s and mm. you know that's that's what i really enjoyed about it and that sound that you know that sounds like fake praise but i you know i really do mean it i think it's a very well executed if slightly shallow film yeah but then i mean you know it again it's, it is sonic and there's there's nothing you know apart from gotta go fast that, and and some of the weird lore that they have later on you know, if you, it's not, it's not exactly the deepest of, of franchises no, anyway, really. No. But I mean, I I loved it as well. I absolutely loved that film, and I I could watch it probably not over and over again, but I could certainly see myself putting it on. Yeah, same. Once yeah. a year or so, you know, just to just to have a nice time with it. And um, I mean, I, I think the next question, and I might be kind of jumping ahead for you here, Rich. I'm not sure, but is this the best video game movie ever made? I was literally going to bring that up next. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to put it to you guys. Where does it sit for you? Because I mean, it's not. It's not a fantastic pool of films to draw from. Um, mm. But where do you, where does it sit for you guys? Um, what is your favorite video game, game film if it's not Sonic? Oh, um, I mean, I'm I'm going to mention a film that I know Steve's going to disagree with me instantly about. I mean, mm. up to up to this point. My favourite video game films, and there's been a few, have been Silent Hill, which I still mm-hmm. think is up there, and the first Resident Evil film, possibly the second as well, because I enjoy those two films. I know yeah. Steve's going to disagree with me about that one. Um, and weirdly, um, b- for the same reasons that I like the Sonic films, don't because say they... It. Don't say it. Huh? No, sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. The same reasons that I like the Sonic film, because they follow the source material fairly closely, but it also has fun being a movie and that's the tomb raider films the original oh, with oh, angelina okay. jolie okay. not the not the mod one the, the modern one's fine but i didn't like it a lot but the original angelina jolie films are very fun i, I really like yeah. that what did you think i was going to say steve I, I i thought you were going to say uh final fantasy do you know i always forget that because it's so unlike the game because it's it so forgettable feel like a or... game film so, uh, but yeah, I, I love well. that film. I absolutely love Final Fantasy Spirits Within. But it's not. It's technically not really a game film. It's not. It's it's so it's so not based on any of the games that it's just. Yeah, I guess it's just so, a movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Um, but I think Sonic's comfortably sits above them all. Um, maybe mm. I don't know. Maybe on a par with Silent Hill, but maybe slightly above it. I'm not sure. I I enjoyed it a lot, and and it certainly did a lot of things right that most video games films just don't bother to do. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's difficult to like if you called this the best video game film, it's it's hard to disagree with that in terms of its commercial success and how good it is, how surprisingly good good it is. But in terms of like my personal thoughts, I, I don't I don't know about that. I, I I I'm not prepared to say that it isn't, but I'm also not prepared to say that it is. Like we 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 you know Mortal Kombat exists, which might very well be the best video game movie. Mm. Um, it like like you said though, it's a small it's a pretty small pool. Um, most of them not even close to this one. Most Street of them. Fire? Video, video, mm. 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 <laughs> very That's... very near the bottom. Very Two words, Roll Julia, that's it. But <laughs> yeah. otherwise, shite. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Like I, I, I can't think of I, 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 do you know? I can't think of any video game film that I hold in any kind of regard, to be honest. Not except Mortal Kombat. Well, Silent Hill. Silent Hill looks really great. Artistically, but by artistically, far the best video game movie ever made. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, I just mm. like in every other aspect, I feel like it falls on its ass a bit, to be honest. I think Silent Hill kind of falls into the same place that the most recent Tomb Raider film does. It just kind of feels quite. It's almost like it's just joining the dots. Like it's walking you through the game, just mm. lifting the scenes off the game wholesale and just being like, okay, we're going to go to this point. They, they're trying so hard to replicate it. They're not really making a film. I wasn't yeah. enjoying it. I didn't feel invested. I just thought, oh, this looks nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. I like Silent Hill, um, but for me, I'd say maybe how it made me feel at the time, I would probably say Mortal Kombat, because it's got a banging soundtrack. Um, I was getting into a lot of martial arts films at the time that I watched it as well. Um, I do find a film that gets overlooked and actually doesn't get enough praise, and I actually like the Dead or Alive film. It's not bad. Holly Valance. Yeah, it's not bad. I've never never seen that. I forgot that even existed. Yeah. yeah, Holly Valance and Kevin Nash. It's fairly forgettable, <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's really fun. Like you you you'll sit and watch it, and you'll go, "Ah, that was good," and then you'll completely forget it exists <laughs> for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably would say, I'd probably would say Sonic overall. I don't know. It just has the most. It feels like it's the most well-rounded film. It, yeah, it, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and. It's Sonic. I'm a bit biased. It's it's a film I've been wanting since I was a kid. When they were making it, when they did obviously the original cartoon, I was reading Sonic the comic when it first came out. Yeah. So I've always liked the idea of having Sonic in other you know forms of media, and obviously the film is always the biggest. And yeah, I thought they just did a really really bloody good job. So I'm happy. Um, and roll on the sequel is all I can yeah, say. Yeah, totally. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. I'm I'm always a bit conscious that I come off as a bit of a mardass in these podcasts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my stance. And I'm gonna say, do you know what? I think this is the best video game film. I think. Yeah. Is it the I, best film ever made? Though? No, ever not made, the best film ever made. <laughs> no. Best film in 2020. Yeah, also Paul. So many. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think that wraps it up. I yeah. think yeah, I actually might go watch it again now. I think <laughs> we're just talking about it. Go for it, and then you can live tweet every every time you cry. Yeah, I will be spamming Twitter. But... <laughs> yeah, turn off your notifications for Rich. <laughs> Please do. Please, you want to listen to my shit. So, but speaking of Twitter, um, I guess we should probably go to where we can find you guys. Where can mm-hmm. the lovely listeners find you on the Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Steve Jack, and I also hang around the Crossplayers as well. Mm. Andrew, uh, you can find me at Oddman eighty four. Uh, I also hang around the Crossplayers, um, and of course at Dreamcast years as well. Funded. Very funded, Dreamcast year Very funded, funded. Yeah, extremely very funded. Funded. <laughs> yes. funded the fuck out of that one. Almost twice over, overfunded. Well, well, overfunded. Does I say that? Well, yeah. yeah. I'm, what I'm looking forward to is uh, us three. So part of this is us three at some point are going to meet up and record um, one of these. Um, not about Sonic, but you know, what a Dreamcast oh. years podcast mm-hmm. together um, in the same room. I'm hoping. Um, Which would be great. That's going to be fun. 
that's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it'll be very fun. I, I hope to do it. I really do. Roll on whatever month we decide to do this, if it's safe to ever leave the house again, but <laughs> apparently it is. So I've got to go back to work soon. Got to go back to the office, apparently. So that's oh, what I'm no. being told. Oh, dear. Dear me. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Dreamcast Barber. Um, yeah, that's it. So thank you guys. It's been fun. Thank you. And yes. we'll talk again soon. Yeah. yeah. See you soon. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.